Do you like nationally televised police chases and free Bronco merch? Well, in this episode, we will talk about both, as this week we're finishing up the Bronco series with the fourth, fifth, and the new sixth generation Bronco. Let's kick the music. Welcome to the Talking Shift Podcast. My name is Cody Greer. I'm your host. Alongside me, as always, are my co-host, Trey Sweeney. Hey! And Kayla Bailey. Good evening, everyone. So, what's this police chase we're going to talk about? I was just told to read that. I mean... Never heard of it. Is it like the one in Shrek 2? Just like that Gotta be just like it. Yeah. (laughs) There's a man on a white Bronco running away from police. A lot of people didn't get that Shrek tidbit either. Dude, I saw like, that on a meme recently, yeah. and I never put the pieces together I until like, then. I, well, the thing is, I watched it later on with my cousins when I was older, and I was like, huh, I see what they did there. I know I'm a weirdo, but I understood it whenever. If you told me that there was like a 12 or, or oh, what time, when did that movie come out? When we were... Oh, yeah, if you told me there was an 11 or 12 year old kid that would know it, I would picture a Maybe. young Caleb Bailey. <laughs> Caleb Honestly, <laughs> though, the funny thing is, is I didn't find out that this had happened until I was like, you know, tell about the O.J. Simpson trial until I was like eight or nine, and I couldn't believe that he would do something like because I loved the Naked Gun movies. I loved the dude, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> movies. If the glove don't fit, you can't quit. Okay, so. As we talked about in the last episode, the Ford Bronco design after the first gen followed a look at the F-150. Actually, it's F-100, but the F-100 and the F-150 weren't that different at the time. And that didn't change until the introduction of the fourth gen. What is the difference between the 100 and the 150? I I honestly don't know. Uh, It was something along the lines of uh, mild size-wise. The F-150 started taking on the uh, 1500 and the D-150 and the uh, K-5. C-10, K-10. Yeah, yeah. K-10, sorry. And so that's kind of, uh, as far as I know, that's what it was. I don't think it was increased in the weight class from like a quarter ton, half ton, three-quarter ton size. I don't think that's what it was. If anybody wants to correct me, I'm open. No, he's not. listening. No, he's not. He's lying. Everyone knows that I'm willing to change my opinion when confronted with new evidence. <laughs> False. False. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... This generation, the fourth generation, was offered with the uh, tried and true 300 cubic inch inline six rated at 145 horsepower. That was offered with a single barrel Rochester carburetor or a two barrel Rochester carburetor or the 5.8 liter 351 cubic inch Windsor V8 that was rated at a high revving 210 horsepower. So much power. Yeah, so much. For 1987, it wasn't bad. Now, there was not a lot of power coming out of this in this big, heavy vehicle, but it made it work well in an off-road vehicle, but not something you want to drag race in. That's something that Back to the Future messed up with needles in his Ford F-100. It wouldn't have ran against that Toyota. It probably would have done about as well. And this is the second week in a row we talk about Back to the Future. <laughs> Any week you talk about Back to the Future is a good week, boys. I completely agree. I hadn't even mentioned a rural mail carrier yet. We're not done yet. 
an elk carrier in my hometown drove a Bronco too. So, oh, look at that! They didn't have a number three on the side. We're, we're all joining together through the way our rural mail carriers travel. No, Cody, it said U.S. mail. <laughs> <laughs> See, down in Mississippi, we don't have that. I guess Alabama has a higher budget for that. And I'm, not, I'm not from a rural area. <laughs> so, in Gen 5 Bronco from 92 to 96, not much changed looks-wise between the 4th and 5th gen. Though, one of the most famous Broncos of this generation being that 92 white Bronco. Who drove it, Trey? So, this guy named Al Cowlings, but you know who the passenger was? I have no idea. Hiding in the back seat. Not Nordberg. (laughs) Nordberg. Yes. Was Was it Jim Kelly? Was it another football star? <laughs> no, it was not that Buffalo Bill. It was the Buffalo Bill, the Juice, O.J. Simpson. And Al driving the vehicle led police on a, me emphasize this, low speed chase that televised to over 95 million people who watched as O.J. Simpson in the backseat of Bronco and Al Cowling evaded police for about, I think it was about a 45 minute to an hour chase, but the fact that he ran from cops in a white 92 Bronco driving like maybe 70 miles an hour. I will say one thing about Al Cowlings. Somebody get this man a NASCAR, IndyCar, some kind of contract, because if you can drive that well and avoid police at that low speed, what can you do at high speed? I'm going to get that man in Monte Carlo. <laughs> well, Lumina. Yeah. Well, I think he's dead, so... Oh, R.I.P. out. <laughs> well, let's also not forget the fact that why they were chasing him was because O.J. was threatening to commit suicide in the backseat. True. Uh, and let's use this as a side of the they, 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 they weren't chasing him because they... We're trying to chase him down to convict him of killing his wife. He was threatening suicide due to being implicated in the murder. And let's go ahead and say that if any of you are having any problems like that, reach out and get some help. You all deserve to be happy. You don't deserve to feel like that. Now back to our usual programming of making fun of people with cars. Well, anyway, out of the whole Bronco and O.J. Simpson, I must say, if a glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. But, Cody? I was going to say... We're talking about this. This is the last generation of the Bronco for a while. The question, gentlemen, is this. And to all our listeners, the golden question. Did OJ kill the Bronco? Well, Cody, Ford actually saw a spike in sales, albeit production in the next to last year spiked to 7,000 vehicles. So you're telling me car chases equal money? Well, look, this televised event brought about that old saying... But any publicity is good publicity. That's fair. So, with that last year, 7,000 vehicles sold of that Gen 5. Ford only claims to have sold 28,000 vehicles at that time. Which is a giant, like, drop when you think about how many numbers from the 66 to 77 we talked about on the last podcast. Of how they sold upwards of 220,000 in a certain span. And just in that generation, granted that generation was 11 years, but this generation lasted from for about five model years, and we had only 28,000 vehicles sold. So, and this is a weird, you know, the 90s, 
we might hit it in a future podcast. The 90s were a weird time for vehicles, and they honestly killed a ton of vehicles in the 90s. Just because well, the of problem was that the U.S. was having to play catch-up to the Japanese. At the time, the yen was super strong and was building... They had the money to build whatever they wanted. That's where you ended up with the, the rise of the Japanese supercar, the Toyota Supra, the uh, R34 Nissan Skyline GTR, all those bad boys. And the U.S. was trying to play catch-up with a ZR1 Corvette, a 200-horsepower Mustang GT, and a Camaro and a Trans Am. But on that note, I know that the, the Japanese car makers were extremely popular at this time. I mean, back to our question from the original podcast, Caleb. At this time, you could buy one of these Broncos, the early 90s Broncos. If you don't know what they look like, Google them. They have the rounded front ends. What do you think of when you think of a Bronco from if you're about 30 years old? Would you rather have that with the old clunky 351 in it, possibly an Eddie Bauer edition, or would you rather have that inline six Toyota 4Runner that you know is going to get you from A to B and get you off-road? And then we're also looking at the difference between uh, manual lock-in, lock-out hubs and automatic lock-in, lock-out hubs that... With push buttons, and let's be real, who trusts a push button lock-in hub whenever you can know, know that it works when you get out and do it yourself? Yeah. Well, especially during this time of the lock-in hubs. I mean, nowadays the push button's fine, but the early '90s, that's that's sketchy technology at best for the push button. I would rather have the old okay. manual. Sketchy at best. So, as we all know, Ford had to do with a lot of. Uh, recalls and issues and in our last episode we mentioned we mentioned problems with the ford pinto i mentioned some of it we know and so to put all that in perspective we learned about this issue in a class that called torts there's a theory in torts called the hand formula uh, one of the supreme court justices learned hand developed this uh, formula like it was liability in the relation between investment and precaution and product of the liability and the magnitude of harm resulting from that and so Ford took that issue and went crazy with it. They came up, Ford knew that the Pinto would explode if rear-ended. They knew that, and they worked out in this, they worked out hand formula and discovered that uh, it was going to cost less to pay out the settlements to people whose family had died from the explosions than it would have cost to fix the gas tank. So this is the, this is the Ford mine that we're dealing with that they're still trying to deal with now. It's cheaper to pay somebody for what you broke instead of just fixing the shit to begin with. It's easier to say sorry than actually do it right the first time. Uh, my bad. It's, it's the classic ask for forgiveness rather than permission scenario. So, the Bronco to the 25-year break. Cue the sad horsey noises. <laughs> Nay. Nay. So, I'm kind of glad it took a break. Like I just mentioned... That curvy 90s style F-150, if I would end up seeing a Bronco with that on the front end, I well, just would not have been happy. You like, don't think it would have not, been similar to an excursion? Nah, well, that's the thing. So, with the Bronco going out, boom, you get an excursion. I would have really, really loved to see a V-10 Bronco, for the record. I love the V-10 excursion during that time. Yeah. A V-10 Bronco, man, can you imagine very few of our listeners may know that Ford actually put out a V10 at this time. It wasn't just a V8 or a diesel that was available. As an alternative to the diesel, you could get a V10. Now, this wasn't the same kind of V10 you got in the Viper or you got in your Lamborghini or you got in your SRT Ram, which I would I would have preferred out of all that. Yeah. Uh, this was this was a work working man's V10. 
That is a great way to put it, Caleb. Let's get it out there. Let's get the hashtag WorkingMansV10 on Twitter. Come on, guys. WorkingMansV10. The only option wasn't what Walker, Texas Ranger, had in his Dodge. <laughs> well, like we mentioned, there was a 25-year break. <laughs> Until now. Yes! So, enter the king in... has returned. <laughs> the king has returned. So, enter in the sixth generation Bronco, which debuted in 2021. The pre-orders for it actually happened in the middle of COVID in 2020, towards uh, July. Can I make, can I get a slight interruption there, Trey? I don't know if you guys remember seeing this or not, but Ford had actually announced, was actually announcing the Bronco on the anniversary of the OJ Chase. Yes. And they had to... Whoever the genius was at 4PR that did not realize that they were releasing a white Bronco on the date of the OJ Chase... Tell me it wasn't a millennial in their PR department who did that and knew what they were doing. (laughs) Only a millennial would look at this and be like, this will be funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like the dude that runs the Wendy's Twitter account. Absolute. Absolute. Savage. (laughs) So, before I go into the newest generation of the Bronco, we will honorably mention, if you will, the Bronco Sport. Don't even tell me that's not an escape. Look at me. Look at me. It's a Ford Flex. (laughs) It's a Ford Flex. (laughs) That's what it is, with a little bit more curve to it. Question. Yes. Can I get it in four wheel drive? No. Are you, are you kidding me? I don't think the Sport comes with four-wheel drive. Well, I actually stand corrected. It comes with the GOAT modes that we're going to actually talk about here in a minute. Okay, you know, I can kind of... I can get down with the ugly Bronco Sport if it's four-wheel drive. I mean, it's tiny. Maybe it's kind of like the old Bronco 2 from the 80s. and maybe Just a little bit uglier. <laughs> well, this is that one vehicle when you tell someone... you. Hey, I pre-ordered a Bronco. And they say, oh yeah, I've seen those. They're kind of small, though. It's not the same Bronco. That's one thing that really pisses me off. The Sport looks like a Bronco-badged Ford Flex. Does it really grind your gears, Trey? It really grinds my gears. All right, there I mentioned the Bronco Sport. We're done with it. Forget about it. It never happened in my eyes. The Sport kind of looks like the white... The white woman version of a Bronco. Yeah. Yeah, it goes and has a mimosa on Saturday mornings while no acting its kids. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, Saturday yeah, Sunday. Brunch is on Sunday. Yeah. True. I do not recognize brunch on Saturday. <laughs> That's just breakfast. <laughs> That's passive food. Well, what about second breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, after years of will it or won't it happen comes the Gen 6 of the Bronco. This generation is near and dear to my heart because, like a lot of other people, I did a pre-order. Like, literally within 20 minutes of the website opening. And I did my pre-order and everything, along with over 230,000 other reservations. Which shut down the Ford website for the reservation process. It's almost like... Ford, the automaker who would rather pay people rather than fix their gas tank, wasn't prepared to bring back the Bronco. Yeah. I mean, honestly, to me, it sounds like the same level of people wanting this as it was the launch of the C8 Corvette. Between COVID and a demand for a car that nobody expected people want this bad, you're looking at the return of a legend and then the evolution of a legend. 
Yes. I mean, you look at two, and these are two cars right now that you will not get without pre-ordering, without paying a markup of at least $20,000. And I'm sorry, but there's no Ford to me that's worth a hundred grand, nor is there a Chevrolet that's worth a hundred grand. Counterpoint to that, Ford GT. Uh, let's not talk about that V6 monster. Well, well it, would outrun, it would outrun our cars. Yeah, but we have V8s. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So, the process has not been the smoothest with getting estimates of when it will be built. And I think I have maybe only seen a total of six around our area. So, this generation of Bronco has multiple trim levels. We'll get into it in just a minute. But along with two different engine choices, also two door and for the first time ever, four door. They're literally just copying the Jeep. Well, Cody, have you ever heard the old adage, four doors, more horse? Yes, but I like the two door. I mean, you have your opinion. You haven't tried to put a child seat in the back of a two door vehicle, though. Yes. But you'll experience that soon, sir, yes. if you decide to get it. Well, actually, yeah, try to put a baby seat in the back of your Challenger. Challenge accepted. Oh, he's going to swap it for a Charger soon. <laughs> Stay Four. tuned. Hey Shiftheads, it's your old pal Caleb. I want to talk to you about something that's very important to all of us here at Shiftheads. And I want to talk to you about Tyler Gibson, graphic designer. He's done a lot to get us where we are today. He's made a lot of our posters. He made my wedding invitations and my wedding announcements. He's done a lot for all of us here. He created our logo. And with that, we want to go ahead and talk about him and what he can do for you. He can do anything in this graphic design stuff. If you want to if you want an image of yourself looking like uh, King Kong fighting Godzilla and Godzilla to be your boss, you can do that. You hate your boss, we do too. We hate your boss also. As a graphic designer slash artist where creativity is expected and appreciated, through his approach, he helps clients and their brands meet their full potential and continually challenges himself to deliver the simplest, most effective and efficient solutions he possibly can. Tower Gibson has professional knowledge in the following softwares. Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign, XD, WordPress, and HTML and CSS. Tyler says that let's work together to create a game-changing experience that will take your brand from bland to buzzworthy. And he can do it. CreativeTyler.net or give him a call at 601-209-9155. Tell him the shift head sent you. He'll appreciate it. I am a married man with a child, and fitting a car seat in the back of a two-door would be way too difficult, especially how much my daughter kicks. She does kick a lot. Yeah, she does. So let's dive into a few of the different options you have available on the four Bronco trim levels. First, the different engines that come in the Bronco for options. On most trims are the 2.3 liter four cylinder that comes in either a manual or automatic transmission and a 2.7 liter EcoBoost exclusively that comes with an automatic transmission. So you got the man version and the girl version. So let me, all right, shift heads. Your friend Cody's gonna go on a bit of a tangent here. <laughs> Why in the blue blazing hell would Ford come back with this iconic, iconic off-roader 
and only offer it in a four-cylinder and a six-cylinder when you have the Coyote, the 5.0 that goes in the Mustang, sitting on your shelf. The 5.0 is offered in the F-150 pickup truck. What is stopping you from putting this into this iconic off-road vehicle? Do you know how badass it would be to have a 5.0 and a Bronco? I cannot tell you how many people would probably be asking for this, but no! We have to stick to the EcoBoost because it's better for some reason. Well, you've heard it here first, folks, coming from Jack Burton on the old Pork Chop Express. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the reason the 5.0 is not in the Bronco, whenever they got all those pre-orders in, I mean, they listed their spec sheet and everything. So the rumor is that they had planned to put a 5.0 in a certain trim, but they got all these pre-orders in, and it was like, oh, shit, everybody's going to want the 5.0, and we don't have enough computer chips for all that shit. So you're telling me again the company that would not would rather pay out people would rather not give them what they want. That is correct, actually. Thanks, Ford. Imagine if Ford had done that and allowed the 5.0 Coyote to be used, you could have got a Voodoo V8 in that. You could have got the flat plane crank sound of the of the Voodoo from a GT350 in your Bronco. But instead, you get the same engine that my sister has in her Ford Escape. <laughs> so, so we're back to this. Ford as a company, as we all know, or if you don't know, is shifting more towards electric vehicles. This is the real push behind the EcoBoost and the four-cylinder motor and the 5.0 not being in there. If you pay attention any bit to Ford lately, you'll notice that the Ford Lightning and the Mustang Mach-E Yuck are being pushed very, very heavily. And in that same aspect, they are coming. They are pushing the EcoBoost further, which puts out less emissions than a standard V8 motor. This is the theorized reason why Ford has not put the 5.0 in the new Bronco. However, like Caleb just said, imagine a Voodoo 5.2 liter V8 in this Bronco. That would be amazing. Badass. A truly howling V8. Well, so after I take. After I take delivery of mine, give me about 12 years or so, pay it off, and just toy around with it a little bit, and we'll see what we can drop into it. Trey, I don't think you're going to get it for another 12 years. God, shut up, Cody. <laughs> well, as of right now, I have a production date of August the 8th that week. So Of 2030? No, no, of, of this year, 2022, the year of our Lord and Savior. So, George Jetson? <laughs> yes, actually. He was born yesterday, if anybody's counting. If you really want to nail down when we record these podcasts. With those EcoBoost and everything, you get the automatic transmission, but Sasquatch package and the GOAT modes, which means go over all terrain. All the GOAT modes, you have normal, eco, sport, slippery, mud, and ruts, Sand, Baja, and rock crawling. Cody, what? If you need all of these different buttons and doodads to go off-road, you are not an off-road. <laughs> right. But if you're driving an automatic, you probably need these. Because if, if you were in the uh, manual transmission, you could just do this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, true. Yes, Caleb. Just, manual yeah. transmissions can climb the moon. <laughs> they can, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> the moon... The moon. <laughs> He heard it here. The Moon Rover was probably a manual transmission. And if Caleb has anything to do with it, it's probably a Chevrolet manual. (laughs) 
So, anyway, I'd like to point out one of these modes is called slippery. It's like, what do you do with that? There's, there's some slight moisture on the road today. I need it in slippery. Well, I know in a lot of the uh, the GMs you have auto 4x4, which basically means you'll be driving along in two-wheel drive, and it's for wet conditions, and if it, you know, you slip, it'll catch the front wheels, and it'll put it. Is, is that what that means, or is it? I, I, I'm assuming. Maybe. Ford didn't really go into a bunch of detail. Imagine that. They just said, boom, 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 here's your options. But what's really funny about all those trims, they're not available in all the uh, different trim levels. Like, you can't get one and get all of them. Let me guess, you have to pay more money. No, so, you no, know, literally, there's no trim level that has all of these except for the first edition. I'm betting that there'll be a package like the uh, chip that unlocks the Mopar performance. Oh, no, no, there is. Mopar the, there is. I've, exactly no, right. I've Googled it. First, let's, let's get into the uh, different models they have. So you got the base model, you know, regular, the one Cody would probably pick. Just because you can toy with it more and you get the smaller engine in it. I've always told Trey, whenever I buy one, I will eventually. I want a two-door, base model, manual. All yeah. you need for off-road. I don't need I don't need the goat modes. What, what, I don't know what this you don't means. You need to go play pretend. You no. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then it jumps up to the Big Ben model. The Big Ben only options that are different for it is you can get a modular front-end metal bumper and then from there, you jump to the Black Diamond. The Black Diamond comes standard with the uh, aux switches, which are, I mean, for anybody that's ever modded a vehicle, it's kind of nice not to have all that wiring underneath your dash where you have to flip stuff on. You have it actually integrated into the uh, vehicle. And then there goes to the Outer Banks, which Outer Banks is near and dear to me because that's the one I pre-ordered. The reason I chose Outer Banks, I am a big, big, big person when it comes to my fender flares matching the body color of the vehicle. Let's preach. Like, I swear, I don't want that matted, just black plastic on the side over my rims. I like that, though. Well, the thing about fender... You like chrome rims over black rims, so... We're back on it. Just wait, folks. But... Think about the thing about uh, fender flares nowadays is the black ones you see on vehicles they aren't real fender flares they're yeah. just they're just imposter fender flares they don't even bolt onto the body they're plastic you stick them on yeah they just pop into place it's just goofy looking granted so the in color ones I've actually seen some aftermarket stuff where you can actually replace that whole entire quarter panel and uh, do it for relatively cheap and it comes in that pre ordered color. So for mine, we'll dive a little bit in the color before we finish out the models. Uh, I went cactus gray. It's kind of a greenish, bluish gray for this 2022 year model that I pre-ordered for. Unfortunately, the one color that I wanted the most, that dark blue, the uh, it's midnight blue. What are they? They have a special name for it, but Ford always has special names for everything. That's the one that I wanted the most, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, they had it in the first 2021 year, and because I pushed back due to issues with hard tops, it's not available for this model year. Going on from there, so you had the Outer Banks, then it comes up to the Wild Tracks, which only comes with the 2.7 and Sasquatch. Don't worry, we'll we'll get into what Sasquatch means. And That's the monster. No, 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 it's not in this sense, Cody. 
And then you got the Badlands in the top tier, which is the first edition, which I just saw one recently selling for 79 They had a bid war for it. A guy bought it for 105 There's no way. Yeah. There's not a Ford I would pay a hundred grand for. <laughs> there you go. It might get blown up because they thought it'd be better to pay my wife $5,000 a year than to fix it. Uh, exactly. So going back to the Sasquatch. So Sasquatch, it, it comes with bigger gears, bigger tires. The tires are, the rims on the tire are beadlock capable. The fact that Ford, on your emblem that you get on there, it has a Outer Banks or whatever you get Sasquatch added to because it's available on any of the models except for the base. That's okay. Um, it might be now that it is, but whenever it first came out, it was not available for the base. Sticker, like, depending on which one you get, it'll have a little Sasquatch character walking across it. You know, like the old uh, 70s... The old film? Yeah, the old 70s film that they found of Sasquatch walking across. So, anyway, with the Sasquatch package, you get a rear locking diff, and all this is at your fingertips. So you don't have to get out of the car to lock anything in place, nothing like that. You can literally click a button, boom, you're off-roading. And with that Sasquatch package, you actually get one of the off-roading modes, but Ford doesn't specify which one you gain or which model you have. So that's another thing. Coming down to after the first edition and all that, with each one, on the first edition, if I remember correctly, you get all of the modes on the Badlands, which isn't even the most well-equipped the Wild Track actually is. The Wild Track doesn't have all the goat modes on it. But the Badlands does. It gets the Baja, but it but it doesn't get the rock crawling mode. Now, one thing I was thinking about this, do these come with the uh, you know, real off-roader rubber mat floor, or is this all carpet? So, actually, the, the Badlands and the Black Diamond you can actually get a rubber mat, got a pl drain plug on the inside and all that. Mm -hmm. And the other models actually have this like little hidden feature in the back where you can drop a 12-pack of beer in there, throw some ice in there, pull the plug whenever it gets too much water in it, and boom. But most of them do, and you actually have that. With the Badlands, I think they have a marine-grade vinyl. Anyway, since the original release, Ford is also put out the Everglades option. And of course, Everglades. Yeah, it's a god awful greenish color. It doesn't really have a bunch of different features. It, you couldn't drive through the Everglades with it. You get stuck in the damn Everglades and boom, you're eaten by gators. But Ford said I had goat modes and I can go through anything. Well, not through the swamp. And of course, you know, as Ford does, there's a Raptor edition. Which, are they actually doing that? Yeah, no, they, they have a Cody. Yes, they are doing it, but they are. It's not in a fucking V8, that's for damn sure. So yeah. it doesn't get the 6.2 liter. Nope. From the 6.4, nope. nope. it's got nope. that weird. That 3. Point whatever. So it's a 3.5. It, it comes with, I think, believe it comes with a 3.5 liter EcoBoost. No, 3.0 liter, I stand corrected. 3.0. So a smaller version of it. So is this going to be the same that the. Uh, Ranger that they got in Europe, the Ranger Raptor, but I not believe, the F one fifty Raptor. I believe so, because the 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 uh, F one fifty Raptor comes with a three point five liter EcoBoost motor. Is there going to be any kind of exhaust we can put on it to make it sound like a diesel? 
No, because why would you buy a V6 to sound like a diesel? <laughs> <laughs> well, inquiring minds want to. So, with what Ford plans to call, or at one point, Ford planned to call this the Warthog. And at that point... Can we cue the Halo music? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. It's, no. Uh, rest in power, Mufasa. <laughs> oh. Hey, well, with that, I was going to say, if I didn't see one of these warthogs riding around with like a Hakuna Matata sticker in the back, I would be highly pissed. It means no worries. For the rest of your days. Please keep going. But, like Cody said, with the Raptor Edition, it comes with a... 3.0 liter V6 twin turbo. Boo. But, so, going back to our old podcast, someday, if Dodge was running this shit, we would have a thousand horsepower Helifant engine right off the bat. Like, oh, yeah. wouldn't have to fight over it. I'd be able to fucking tear down a sand dune and go through it and not over it. I mean, honestly, if, if it was Chevrolet, you would... It would be like the uh, Blazer is now. Not a Blazer. <laughs> no, not a K5 Blazer. You see that they came out with an electric Blazer now? Yes. Have you seen the designs for the new Camaro? And back to our previous <sighs> podcast about Chevy. Chevy, you suck now. <laughs> no one tries to have less fun than Ford and Chevy. <laughs> oh, At least Ford's trying to have fun and brings back an off-roading classic. But they without thought, the V8! Yeah, but look That's at what? Chevrolet. The Blazer doesn't look anything like a K5 anymore. The Blazer is... Well, 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 yeah. well, can, yes. Well, can we be fair? It's an about, Equinox. Can we be fair about the Blazer? The Blazer hasn't looked like a K5 for a long time. Basically, earlier, it was just an S10. No, it's an S... Well, that kind of came into the whole Bronco 2 and shortening... I still have Don't one. Don't you forget the Trailblazer. The weight has been excruciating, especially when your friends, like my co-hosts, hound you and crack jokes and... Where are they finding the parts to build the Broncos since it's taking them so long? Like, so, so Trey, please tell me, where in Detroit is your motor today? It's probably in some meth It's den. not in Detroit. <laughs> or so, so Mexico. The, the the jokes that I've heard that kids in Mexico are using my tires as swings and so forth and so on. And somebody's uncle Tio's made himself some flip flops out of the. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, I cannot wait until your daughter is married and grown and you get your Bronco. She's going to drive your car to prom whenever they pull up in the front yard. <laughs> I'd be damned if anybody but me drives that Bronco. By then, you won't be able to drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, well pass some law, but if you're over 65, you can't drive anymore. Well, this kind of brings me to our next subject. Since Bronco and Ford have taken so damn long to get this thing... Ford, in this time, sent a few goodies and a note saying, hang in there, I hope you feel better soon. I, I'm picturing like an upside-down cat with a thumbs-up saying, <laughs> hang in there, buddy. Get better. No, so actually, a couple cool things. Or Ford, with the pre-order, I think they paired with Bronco Nation for this. So I've gotten a hammock. It's like Bronco-themed. A banana hammock? No, unfortunately not. I can't wear this. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but it's actually like an Eno hammock. Oh, nice. Clips. Got a nice 6x9 flag that says Bronco on it. 
I got a cool calendar in there that I can actually show y'all. Ooh, a calendar. <laughs> no, no, it's actually kind of neat. So are you saying this is almost like the Scat Pack Club? Is this the rapid transit system? This is the... No, that's not the train system from... If it was... Train, if it would blow up. You would yes. rear in the train. And Honestly, if Ford did something with a rapid transit system, it would be a train. Let's be real. <laughs> it just be provided by Ford. We hope it doesn't explode. <laughs> We're it, sorry. It's like your Scat Pack Club, except Cody, guess what? I paid zero dollar. Well, actually, let's reel that back in. I paid a hundred dollars to pre-order this vehicle, so that's what they're starting to give me. Yeah, but Trey, I have my car. <laughs> <laughs> True, but honestly, Trey, if you had just bought a '87 Bronco, we could have put you some headers on it. By <laughs> and it would have had a V8. True. You would have had a 351. We could have put headers on it and Cody could have buffed it. <laughs> Cody would have buffed the hell out of it. So for this time, they sent the goodies, you know, for all the reservation holders. But we have yet to take delivery for their Bronco. I have received a spec poster, Bronco flags, like I mentioned, hammocks. And... But damn, where the fuck is my Bronco? It's not even together yet. <laughs> like, it by next week we'll start working on it. Hopefully, like by the time our listeners are listening to this, hopefully we've got some kind of finish date, and hopefully I I hold on to hope that it'll be here in time for cruising. But probably not. I'll just end up riding with one of you two. Dumbasses. Probably with me because I have black rims. Yeah, honestly. Those are are clearly better. No, I mean, me and Caleb are both like around the same height, and I just feel like I'd fit more comfortably with somebody smaller than me in a vehicle. So you want to sit in a smaller car with a taller dude? No, no, no. I'm saying I'd rather ride with you, Cody. okay, okay. I'd rather ride in a bigger car with a smaller dude than a smaller car with a guy that's around my size. We're getting awkward in here, folks. Yeah, so. <laughs> and on that bombshell, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the homeless fires burning. And if we're not back by next week, call the president. Or don't. And that concludes our two-part series on the Bronco. We appreciate you guys listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe on all your major podcasting platforms. And follow us on social media at Talk and Shift Pod on Twitter and Shifthead CC on Facebook and Instagram. For all you Shiftheads out there, my name is Cody Greer. I'm Trey. I'm Caleb. And if you're listening, Garth Brooks, where are the bodies? <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs>